0: Welcome to Education Suspended, a podcast focused on exploring, engaging, and dialoguing with those in education who are passionate about changing the status quo and evolving the archaic system we have inherited.
1: Education Suspended is a production of Intricate Roots Educational Consulting Services. Our editor and production
2: manager is Katie Kunin. Our producer is Jamie Higa, and our music is provided by Poets Row.
0: Hey everybody, thanks for joining us. Jessica Pfeiffer here. Welcome to Education Suspended. It is our first weekend of spring break for my district, so I'm feeling good. Hopefully you all are either on spring break or it's coming up soon for you and you'll find some time and space just to give back to you. We've got a great episode for you today. Um, one that I've looked forward to recording for a while now. We sit down with one of my really good friends from college, Carrie Mueller. Carrie and I both went to Wartburg College. I joke in this episode that she signed a disclosure to not share any of my college stories. But it's just cool to sit down with someone that you've, you've known for so long. And I think it's easy to take for granted of all the good work that those that you love and care for do. And this was just a good experience for me to see how she's changing the world. Carrie is the state director for the Best Buddies program for the state of Iowa. Best Buddies is a program that supports individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. So not only do we sit down with Carrie today, but we actually also sit down with Natasha and Gavin, who are, they're a pair in the Best Buddies program, and hear their story, talk about their friendship and what it means to each of them. The theme of inclusion is consistent throughout this episode. I'm just extremely grateful for Natasha and Gavin for giving us their time, sharing their story and highlighting the impact of exposure. Why is it so important that we focus on inclusion across all environments in education? All right, y'all. Sit back and enjoy Education Suspended with Carrie Mueller and the Best Buddies program. Okay. Well, let's hop into this. It's going to be very hard for me not to call you Mueller, but I'll say Carrie Mueller. <laughs> Whatever works. Whatever works. Thanks for joining us. I said it kind of before, but I'll let all our listeners know that Carrie and I went to college together. She has signed a disclosure that she is not allowed to share anything pertaining to my college life. So we're going to stick to the book on that. And we both grew up. We both matured. Carrie is now uh, the state director of the Best Buddies program in Iowa. So our episode's going to feel a little bit different today. We're actually going to start our conversation with Carrie, and then we're going to pivot into actually talking with a Best Buddies pair, Gavin and Natasha, who are also in Iowa, and talk about their story and their experience. And so we're excited for today. But Carrie, you're in the hot seat first. We like to start all of our episodes with you introducing yourselves to our listeners, what you do, essentially, how did you get there? And then if you feel comfortable, we do, or we would ask, what are your own connections to your own story in education or your own life that are connected to what you do now, if any? And we'll just start with that.
1: Okay. So just a little bit of backstory. This is not particularly interesting, so this doesn't take very long. Certainly born and raised in the state of Iowa, attended high school, college here, uh, and moved back to Des Moines after I graduated. Worked in the for-profit industry for about 10 years. Uh, learned some things I liked about it. Learned some things I didn't like about it. Uh, you know, and my Achilles heel has always been, I have to absolutely believe in what I'm doing for my job. You know, I have this skill set to sell anything to anybody, but at the end of the day, if I don't truly believe in it, it gets hard for me. So I made the switch over to nonprofits. Was it a larger national nonprofit for about five or six years there, learned an incredible amount uh, from that organization and really was able to hone in on what makes me tick, what motivates me as a human. And when I look back on my career and I look back on my life, where am I going to feel like I had the greatest impact? So I've always had a a soft spot for individuals with intellectual disabilities. My uncle David had down syndrome. And so it was just sort of part of my life growing up. And, you know, I'm incredibly thankful for that. I always say that he was probably the best teacher I ever had. So I started school in a private school. Actually, I went to Catholic school, elementary school and middle school, and then made that transition to high school. One thing that really stuck out at me that, you know, as a kid, I didn't even notice is in private school, we didn't have individuals with disabilities. And so while I was exposed to it, in my personal life it was very matter of fact and day to day, we didn't have that in school. And so as I matured and kind of looked back on where were some real missed opportunities there, uh, I think that that Exposure that I had in my personal life made me more open to it once I went to public school, but there was certainly an opportunity there for inclusion and exposure that was completely missed. I think that that's sort of where I said, okay, where, you know, where are my values? What do I want to have a positive impact into my life? And so for me, it was individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities.
0: So the impact of exposure, right? This, this notion of inclusion, and we should probably have you tell the listeners what Best Buddies is, but I would love for you to, to connect. You had the experience personally, but what do you feel students miss when that inclusion is not there? Let's go into what is Best Buddies. Talk us through this, because this is a nationwide program.
1: Yeah, it's actually an international program. So we have programs in all 50 states. And then also, last time I looked, it's 30-something countries. So Best Buddies started in 1989. I'll get a little bit of backstory here by Anthony Kennedy Shriver. So if that name sounds familiar at all, his mom was Eunice Kennedy Shriver, and she started the Special Olympics. From a familial aspect as well, he also was involved day-to-day with individuals with disabilities. And one thing he noticed through his work with Special Olympics is maybe not everybody wants to kick a ball, but everybody needs a friend. And so that's where Best Buddies was born. The basis is a one-to-one friendship, like you'll see with uh, Gavin and Natasha here, where we pair a neurotypical peer with an individual with a disability and just ask them to do everything friends do. They go to movies, they hang out at each other's houses, they grab ice cream. It's mutually beneficial because the individual with a disability learns just as much from your neurotypical peer and vice versa. So it's really just like said, kind of breaking down those barriers to inclusion and exposing an entire group of students to, to ones that typically a generation ago weren't as as seen in public schools as they are today. So that's what Best Buddies is. That foundation is our school programs. As we've grown as an organization, we've kind of dipped our toes into a couple other pools as well. We do have a jobs program, which after students graduate, We help find them gainful employment. We're a smaller employment agency than what you typically see with hundreds and thousands of individuals uh, a month. We kind of call ourselves more of a boutique style jobs program where we really drill down to what makes that individual tick. You know, the way we look at it is, is everybody on this call gets to choose a job that they are passionate about and they want to do. We truly believe that about individuals with disabilities as well. We want them in visible positions. We want them in customer service positions. If that's what makes them tick, we want them front and center in society, just like you and I get to be. We also have a living program that's isolated uh, to just a few markets throughout the country, but that focuses on essentially group living for individuals with disabilities.
0: This was probably months ago um, when we first attempted to get you on, and then I messed that all up you were just talking about, right, this jobs program and the power of inclusion, right, how that actually helps these students set themselves up for success. But our conversation was, and and I'm curious, I guess your feedback of where are you still seeing that growth is needed from that educational perspective? Are there things that the system still needs to work on from the inclusion perspective?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I'll say this, and i'm speaking in generalities right because there's always going to be those outliers um generally speaking schools spend an incredible amount of time and effort on athletics and i fully support that right i participated in them jessica participated in them They're, they're very important but you know where that educational system can miss the ball is social programs best buddies is one of the few things that you can have in your school that you can have 100% student body participation in. You know, not everybody can play football, right? Not everybody can play soccer. But when we focus so wholly on that segment of the population, you know, in terms of athletics, what about the 90% of other kids that don't have an interest in athletics? My buddy and I go for walks, we play basketball, we do physically active things just in a friendship capacity. And so, you know, I think what we appreciate about being asked to be on today is can we, in a world of of mental health and, you know, where, where kids are struggling, especially post-pandemic, sometimes you just need a friend and that's what Best Buddies does is we, like I said, there's that exposure of, of inclusion and focusing on finding the similarities you have with somebody instead of the differences.
0: Grainer, and at any point, listen, you just unmute because I will easily monopolize this entire time and I don't want to do that. Speaking of the value of
3: inclusion, I'm just going to bring up a name that maybe no one who ever listens to this podcast will know her, but she was a visionary. Her name was Julie Benson, and, and she recently passed away. And she really was the teacher of our neurodiverse population, which was embedded in our school. And she built bridges in so many ways. I'm talking in the 70s and 80s before people were even talking about it. And it was the richest experience for this all of the students in our school to have those connections. When her program got moved, just housed in a different place, it was a gap in my heart. I I just missed that connection. And, And we really housed, not only were they neurodiverse, but they were very diverse within that group. And that was a rich educational experience. And it sounds like Best Buddies is sort of a bridge back toward that, which is just something I'm really excited to hear more about.
0: And Grainer, you're bringing something up for me because you said, even though they were neurodiverse, there was diversity amongst them as well. And I think Carrie and I have talked about this and I try to be as transparent on this podcast as I can while having boundaries. And so my daughter is neurodiverse and it was, it was an almost an eye-opening experience for how, how large the spectrum is. And I think, you know, for Carrie, Carrie, for you, do you find in times of, you know, even when we use the terminology, intellectual disability, right. Of like. That is so broad. what yeah. What do you see as kind of some of the assumptions that are made when we start using these labels?
1: You know, I think the assumption can almost be tied to value that once there is a label attached, your value depreciates. And you know, I think it's incredibly antiquated because, like I said, i you know, I learned more from my uncle with Down syndrome, you know, and you go in public and the way people looked or the way people responded. And kids pick up on that. They're learning all the time. And so I think that was incredibly eye-opening to me. There's also a comedian, his name is Josh Blue. I don't know if you guys have ever heard him, but he has cerebral palsy. And he does this bit about the disability community is the largest diverse community in the world. And the only one that everybody can be a part of at any time we are all one bad bike right away from joining the disability community and it's so large and it encompasses so much that it almost makes it difficult to to focus on inclusion because it's so broad you know when we use the term in, uh, intellectual and developmental disabilities it's a catch all right i mean and it, it's everything from down syndrome to autism fragile x traumatic brain injury because it is so big that almost trying to be inclusive difficult because there's, it it can encompass so many things.
0: Thanks for bringing up that comedian. Krista absolutely loves listening (laughs) to him.
1: (laughs) It's hilarious. That bit is my favorite. It's because it's so true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that comes up for us a lot. I think in, in the neurodiverse, right? It's so large. It's so inclusive that even within that group, I would say it's safe to say that in general that's a, that is a marginalized group our education system we are still working on the best way to serve everybody but even within the group the experiences are night and day different and I don't even remember oh this was a couple of years ago I was ta- I was having a very similar conversation and they shared that they were they fit in this group and it was interesting cuz I had to check my own narrative of oh well what does that mean for this human and I do think that that shows up in education of like, there's a specific way we expect someone to function, to talk, to look when we utilize terminology as neurodiverse or intellectual disability. And when it doesn't fit that way, it's very hard for us to move our norms, change our expectations, which I think sets a lot of students up.
1: Absolutely. And like I said, it's tied to their value, right? Like the assumption is made that once mm-hmm. you are part of this community, your value as a human is diminished. It's not true. Right. But, you know, I think it's how do we break down those barriers? And we do that by really getting to know them, you know, really getting to put these groups of, of students together that want to, to learn and want to to learn about differences and not from a place of negativity, but from a place of open mindedness. It's really an, it's it's an incredible program.
0: Steve, any other questions that you want to ask? I mean, this is awesome. I also want to make sure we have plenty of time for our our pair up up there.
1: Because you guys have been so patient. I don't know know how you're doing it.
0: (laughs) Phenomenal.
3: Just a comment. I remember hearing, in fact, I've heard it from my daughter and, and son-in-law. We exclusively work with the neurodiverse population, so it's very high interest level for me. And it's kind of, Dad, if you've met one, you've met one. And that little saying has served me well. And, and Carrie, you just back, you, you just really back that up. I am can't be m- more fired up to hear about how this plays out in real time.
0: Carrie, if there's a school listening, whether I guess a teacher, an admin, a parent. What's the best way to find information about this? If they want well, a couple of things, if they want to become a buddy, if they want to kind of move this program into their school, where, where should they start?
1: So start at bestbuddies.org, and you're going to be able to search directly with your state. And that's going to put you in contact with your state representative, state directors, program managers, things like that, whoever works in your state. And we'll walk you through opening a chapter at your school. Uh, and I'll be honest, it sort of comes to us from everything from a parent of a student who wants to start the program sometimes it's a teacher uh, sometimes it's students themselves so you know don't hesitate to reach out we run the gamut of of who approaches us and asks us hey can we start a best buddies chapter in your school so we're happy to help in whatever state you live in
0: okay well let's let's pivot so natasha and gavin we're so excited to have you here this is this is such an honor gavin i'm the honor is yours on oh, that, that. Thank you. I know you shared that you were a little nervous, so hopefully you're not nervous anymore because you've heard us just talking and having a conversation.
4: Yeah.
0: Awesome. Gavin, can you share how, how old are you and what grade are you in?
4: 17. I mean, a junior.
0: Awesome. And Natasha, what about you?
2: I'm 17 as well, but I'm a senior.
0: You're a senior. Oh, that's right. Gavin and Natasha I know that we prior to this gave you some questions and so what we're going to do is just we're just going to ask those and as we go through this if there's things that you want to ask Steve and I please feel free to do the first question we prepared for both of you is what made you want to join best buddies what made you want to get involved in this program
2: do you want me to go first? yeah I had some friends that were doing it and they were on like the leadership team and so I kind of just like fell into it, I guess. I kind of like saw the opportunity and I was like, oh, this looks cool. Yeah. It was like, it's a really good experience because it doesn't just benefit like the buddies. It benefits us as well. Like it's not just a life-changing experience for them. It's a life-changing experience for us. We've been in it for three years now and I really enjoy it. It's a really good mm-hmm. opportunity.
0: You two have been working together for three years? Yeah. I love it. And Gavin, what about you? How did you get involved?
2: Uh,
4: when I was in eighth grade, uh, my mom took me to a friendship club because I also need exercise, <laughs> please, I'm, I'm sorry, and well, the next year, uh, a teacher asked me can I, if I can join Best Buddy, and I had, like, I gotta get my permission from my mom, and she said yes, or I joined.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Sorry, phone buzz. My mom.
0: <laughs> mom? Oh, I'm just joking. That's that's great, Gavin. Is there anything else that, that you want to share about that and how you joined?
4: If my mom wants to share anything,
0: your mom <laughs> is more than welcome to say anything as she'd like. Am I? I thought it would be a good experience for Gavin to get out and meet new people and yeah. just get that friendship going. Get comfortable with school and build uh-huh. those social skills. And I love that Carrie said that everyone needs a friend and that kind of being the, the basis of this program. So for the both of you, I did not know you had been working together for three years, which is super cool. And maybe this is a big question, but what does your friendship mean? Even Natasha, you're saying you have gained so much. Gavin has gained so much. What does your friendship mean to each other?
2: Um, I think it's like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Friends, it's just...
0: But more, yeah, same time.
4: Just friends.
2: It's like a really good opportunity. And it's like, opened my eyes to the world and kind of seeing other people's perspectives and views. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't look at him any differently than I look at anybody else. Mm -hmm. We're friends, we go get ice cream, we hang out, we go trick or treating, Mm -hmm. we go to the science center, we like to go out to eat, we just hang out and we have a good time and we Mm -hmm. do stuff with the school. And I'm gonna like, definitely miss it when I go to college. It's gonna be like, we're sad always face. gonna stay connected. I feel like this is a lifelong friendship. Like sad you're never face. gonna lose these people.
0: I you, baby sad. <laughs> yes, Gavin is making quite the sad face right now. That will be a little bit of a transition, but you two will stay connected. Gavin, what about for you? What what do you love about your friendship with Natasha? Uh,
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh...
2: what do you like to do? <sighs> like that we hang out. Yeah. Yeah. I need ice cream.
0: hmm You like hanging out. Are you, do you, you're you, an ice cream lover? Yeah, and dinosaurs. Ooh. We could just talk about dinosaurs and ice cream for the rest of the episode. I'm fine with that. What's your favorite ice cream?
4: Rainbow sherbet, because my grandma gave it to me when I was... She we, she used to live in something called an acreage. Hmm give you lots of ice cream but uh-huh. uh, i'm not gonna say anything else <laughs> hey, okay. so you
1: guys, since it's you a air- bit
0: personal okay? okay you do not have to share carrie go ahead
1: since you live in grimes do you guys go to heavenly delights to get ice cream mm-hmm. i worked there for
2: two summers so <laughs> i
4: it's the local shop so it, I'm it's, okay, now. Right. it's our
2: yeah. it just opened this week so we have already been there yeah I,
0: wow
1: I'm a regular there. So I promise you have served me ice cream.
0: (laughs) All right. So Heavenly Delights, you have received a shout out. We did that free of charge. So if you want to send us some sponsorship money, feel free to do so. Thank you. Okay. I'm going to go on to our next question, if that's okay. And this really pertains to both of your school experience. So Natasha, earlier you made the comment of like, this has really impacted my life. I'm wondering if you, and then Gavin, you can go next, if you could talk about how has this impacted your school experience specifically for you as a student and what you've learned in school?
2: Um, This is actually really big for me because I, I used to love school. Like, I loved it. And then you got into high school and you're like, ooh, maybe I don't love school. But having best buddies, it's like motivation to go to school because I see these kids in the hallways and we have one kid his name is Matthew and he will see me and just Natasha and run up and give me the biggest hug and it literally brightens my day and he does it every time he sees me and like Gavin I'm always hi Gavin like it's just passing them in the hallways and like that doesn't just make their day it makes my day and it makes Like people look at me and they're like, "Why are you guys yelling in the hallway?" And I'm like, "This is my best friend. Like, (laughs) leave me alone." (laughs) But it's it's so sweet because like these kids know me by name, and that's like one of the biggest things for me is they're hi Tasha, hi Natasha. It makes school (sighs) enjoyable because you know you have more friends than just like your little clique that you hang out with.
0: (laughs) I love it. And Steve and I talk quite a bit about the power of of relationships, but in particular reciprocal. So relationships are back and forth. And that's exactly what you described, which is so cool.
3: I'm going to ask a quick question just related to that. And um, both of you could answer it. But how has your buddy relationship kind of expanded to include some other people?
2: Yeah, for sure. We went trick or treating Mm -hmm. and we brought one of my friends with me. And so that was like kind of a whole group. Like our friendships don't just stay in our best buddies chapter they like expand outwards and we at our school we have peer music peer PE and peer art and it's basically it's kind of like best buddies but it's like you're doing music you're doing PE and you're doing art
4: also um it's on odd days I'm sorry <laughs> they have them like every other day yeah but... and art and music alternate and peer PE just you just go to peer you just it just is
2: So that's like a really good opportunity because there's a lot of kids that don't do best buddies, but they do those activities. And so we're including a lot of other people in the school. Mm -hmm. I did those for a few years and it's, it's so fun because you're, you're hanging out with all those kids, but you're also hanging out with more kids from the school that aren't involved in best buddies. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely, we're trying to include as many people as we can at the school, even if they're not in the best buddies chapter.
0: Mm -hmm. Nice. So there's different opportunities there. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Just one quick, just for my sake, how big is your school?
2: Um, our, ooh, our high school is nine through 12 and I think there's right over a thousand kids. Oh, so
4: the middle school is moved to a different building (laughs) called Oakview and the high school just go like,
2: no, high school, (laughs) but like uh, the grades, I mean, my senior grade is 200. So we're not huge, but we're not like small. mm
0: -hmm. It's definitely been growing. That's a decent size. So, Gavin, what about what about for you? How has your friendship impacted your experience with school? For better, for better,
2: you like? I love it.
4: To, mm-hmm. to be honest, there was a time and I I dreaded going to school.
2: And did best buddies help that,
4: All right? I mean, like before yeah. I even came to the high school.
0: Yeah. Did my studies help you? Did you like hanging out with Natasha? Well,
4: I mean like before I came, like yeah. before I knew that best buddy existed. Like my fifth grade was absolutely terrible. <laughs> like going to high school, did you enjoy hanging out with Natasha? Mm-hmm. Like in the sixth grade I started getting like like more I trust school more into when I When I first became part of Best Buddies, I just became a lot more happy. That is awesome. Try not to get a- And may I have to add a little something part? Absolutely, Gavin. grade, Terrible. Like it was the worst school year of my life. I'm sorry, mom.
0: Do you want to tell us why?
4: my mom says no okay (laughs) I would just say one scene.
2: they're cracking up
4: (laughs) misunderstood the teachers they didn't listen to my mom I would say lots and lots of stuff and I'm not gonna say anything else
1: you know what Gavin I live in Grimes too uh and my son is in sixth grade and you know what he didn't like fifth grade either so, you know, it's maybe it was just a thing, you know, yeah. fifth grader thing. Yeah. It's a fifth grader thing.
0: Mom. <laughs> Gavin, I appreciate you sharing that. And I appreciate mom. Thank you for setting boundaries that they need to be set. So thank you for doing that <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, so, you know, one thing that Carrie talked about was the importance of us focusing on mental health, especially mm-hmm. in school i mean and you've just said you know in elementary school sometimes it's hard middle school and high school has has best buddies had any impact on on your mental health
2: yeah yes
4: (laughs) extremely in a positive way
2: okay i love that it's definitely like you can have a horrible day at school but then have a best buddies event after school and your whole day switches it's like yeah, it could be the worst day ever, but then you go hang out with these kids and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I, I'm fine. I mean, like, <laughs>
4: like, I mean, like even not going to vents like seeing your buddies, like, yay, happy, 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 happy. It's just okay. very happy. I mean, it just, it just brings up your day.
0: It brightens up your day. I love it. I love it. Steve, go ahead.
3: I, I'm curious at your school, how many best buddy pairs there are mm-hmm. and if it's growing or if it's okay. uh, and maybe what are and I, even carrie could answer this kind of the different kinds of best buddies that might exist i i would be really curious about that
2: um i would say we have a pretty big program but we don't have as many pairs so we have a lot of kids that are involved but i would say we have like 10 to 15 ish pairs mm-hmm. um but yeah, we definitely, our program is definitely growing. And right now our whole leadership team, I'm on the leadership team, but all of us are graduating. So we are trying to, um, include those younger grays and trying to get them to get involved because we want this program to keep growing and keep going. We don't want it to end when we leave. So we definitely are trying to include more people and, um, get it running and keep growing because our whole district is growing tremendously. So if we can keep this program growing, I think that'll be amazing.
1: I can fill in a couple of gaps there too. So, I mean, you know, we never have a direct 50-50 split in programming, right? There's always either going to be more buddies, more peer buddies. So we pair up the best we can with students that are interested in, in one-to-one friendships. Uh, other than that, then schools also hold, you know, I think Natasha alluded to group activities that then everybody joins in on. So a lot of pizza parties, bowling, things like that. Like I said, we never have a, a 50-50 split. And we start in elementary school. Uh, in elementary school, we don't do one-to-one friendships at all. Elementary school programs are just group activities uh, because we never want to point out differences that kids may or may not have noticed yet. So that one-to-one friendship program, really, we start in middle school and high school, and then throughout our college programs, we pair students up with, with individuals in the community. Natasha's done a great job about talking about the leadership opportunities that our students get through participating with Best Buddies. We are a volunteer-led movement. We're a student-led movement. So Best Buddies as an organization gives schools guidelines on how to successfully run a program, but we really uh, allow students like Natasha to to tool the program, what's best for her school and what's best for her district. Like said she gets opportunities for public speaking and uh, organizational and really, you know, we allow the students to run these programs, quite frankly, because they have better ideas than we do, right? I didn't know how to hook my headphones up to my computer, right? (laughs) Like, (laughs) um, so we never, as an organization, want to get in the way of, these crazy creative ideas that we see come out of of the students every day. It's tremendous what we see happen. You know, we have some districts in the state of Iowa specifically and and throughout the country that have hundreds of students that participate in this program. And it's just fantastic. And like I said, we have to kind of get out of their way sometimes and say, go with it. Whatever whatever your school will allow you to do, do it.
0: Cool. I like that student-led component.
3: So when you're in a facing a situation, and this is as much a question for Natasha and Gavin as anyone, of real transition, right next year, your leadership team is graduating. To sustain it or keep it going, what's the plan?
2: So our president, her name is Kenna. She has sent out a form to a lot of the underclassmen. That's like, mm-hmm. hey, we want we want you to join Best Buddies if you want to be on this leadership team. Fill out this form because we want to evaluate everyone and see who's going to be the best fit for these roles. So I think that's really helped. And it's also like, I think with the whole student led thing, it's it's very convenient because when you see other students running something, I feel like it makes me as a student much more like I want to be involved. Mm-hmm. When you see like it's hard to explain, when you see like a teacher running a club, you're like, oh, that's cool. But when you see a student running another club, it's that's cool. I want to be with my friends. That looks cool. Let's do that. I feel like there's a lot more student involvement when things are student led for sure.
0: It's a really good point.
2: Yeah, we definitely have Mm -hmm. plans and set to keep this leadership team growing. And a lot of our, um, a lot of our involvement right now is underclassmen, like freshmen, sophomore. So that'll be really good because those kids can keep working up and keep this program going.
0: And I can imagine, and, and Natasha, maybe you know this and you're experiencing this and maybe it'll hit you in college or, or even after college of the skills that you're gaining as a leader in this yeah. are, are paramount. This is a, this yeah. is a hands-on body-based learning experience that a lot of your peers are missing.
2: Definitely, um,
0: And even, even for you, Gavin, right? The skills that you're learning as well in this program. And I'm not trying to say it in a negative way, but you can't really, that's not, you can't learn that in a traditional classroom setting. Like this Absolutely. social opportunity is extremely important for both of you as you grow so that's pretty cool yeah. to hear that and this is probably kind of a I mean a bigger question but I am curious to see what you both think are there are there changes that you would you would like to see to to the year to the school system to the educational system and if there are changes what would they be what would you want to see be different
2: um I definitely want and this probably goes with all schools, but definitely our school to just be more involved. We, I kind of feel like our, our organization at DCG can be a, mm-hmm. bit, a little bit like secluded. And it's kind of, we hang up our posters and say, join best buddies. And we, we make social bo- media posts and we mm-hmm. do all that. But I feel like our school doesn't promote it as much as they should, because it's a really, it's a really good organization that mm-hmm. every kid should be involved in, no matter who you are, no matter mm-hmm. what you do, mm-hmm. it's, you're going to learn a lot from it. And, yeah, I wish our school was a little bit more involved.
4: Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Do you First, have anything? Uh, uh, I was thinking, like, world peace, that kind of stuff.
0: Listen, I'm, I'm on team world peace, especially right now. It's a tough time out there right now. I guess that is a question that I didn't have written down, but and you've kind of alluded to this but even with all the stressors that happen in life it sounds like you two have a friendship and a connection that you're able to talk about that and deal with that stuff.
2: Yeah, for sure. Were
0: were you able to support each other during during COVID?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, myself.
0: So. Yeah yeah and was hopefully that was helpful to have we got
2: trick-or-treating and masks mm-hmm. we we got our candy we were good
0: Flappy, the
2: <laughs> we took our dinosaurs with us we had a good time social or trick-or-treating social distancing that's what we did yeah
4: there was a dinosaur that had a bone to pick with people <laughs> there you go there
2: you go i love it i
4: love it skeleton. just a skeleton he just got a bone to pick with everybody because it's halloween
0: <laughs>
3: Yeah. He still can't move. Oh,
0: Gavin, you're so funny. I love this.
3: Oh, oh. oh, I love Gavin bringing up world peace. Cause then I looked down and I looked at Carrie <laughs> and then I looked back at you two and I said, this is the beginning of world peace. <laughs> um, isn't it kind of one relationship at a time?
4: Yes. Yeah.
3: And I, I think you two are, I wish everyone in this podcast could see you because it's, it's just, there's a, a wonderful connection that we get we get to witness that other people won't see but I think mm-hmm. this is the beginning of it Gavin I think you are the promoter yeah. of world peace <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. go Gavin <laughs> yay <laughs> but seriously
4: world peace got a bone to pick with with anyone who's thinking of the war <laughs>
0: yeah enough said yeah, I hashtag be- Gavin I'll be quiet no you're okay buddy are there <laughs> Are there any questions that you want to ask us, or any other stories that you would like to share? Uh,
4: yes. What do you want to ask? How do I feel if, well, I don't. Let's say, um, our standards, like our like, let's say, our movement with people with disabilities is in utter in back when you're growing up how do you think everything will be different in the future right right now
0: that's a really good question and steve you and i might have different experiences i know we're just a little bit different in age Mm -hmm. i'm not going to say how different we're just a little bit different so Mm -hmm. i can you know i can speak about my story i also similar to carrie went to a a private catholic elementary school and it's interesting carrie i you know that's why i love doing this podcast Similarly, we didn't have any students uh, with intellectual disabilities in our school. Um, and even when I think about students that maybe had behavioral difficulties, they also did not bode well, unfortunately, in that school. But when we moved into middle school and especially high school, they did do their best to have more of an inclusion model. So even Natasha, you were describing, right, almost these specials, like art, physical education, music, and an inclusion model. that's that's what I experienced. And I remember that, and I loved it. And I do think, the connection you can't you can't take for granted how important that is. How important that is. Rayner, what about for you? You were unmuted and then you just muted yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin, help me get this right. Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you Sorry. know, I'm I'm a grandpa. <laughs> so um, I wait, went to hold gone.
4: on, hold on. You're a bit too loud oh okay
3: okay yeah thank you um yeah i i went to school at a time when um we neurodiverse kids were excluded i i didn't know any and it wow. certainly wasn't it certainly wasn't because Very they weren't good. there but they weren't there in my school and so i knew nothing absolutely nothing but when i started teaching. I was in a school that housed almost all of the um, neurodiverse kids in my school district. And so I had a rich experience of now getting to know all kinds of different kids that I had not had exposure to as a young person. So you guys have every advantage over my experience. And I found it really expanded my life. And now I, of course, I have family that that's what they do because they were my daughter also went to my school, and she got to meet all of these really amazing kids. So that's what has happened in my experience. And uh, it took till I was a teacher before I got to understand the richness of best buddies.
0: I love that. Is there anything else that that you want to share, Gavin or Natasha? I cannot thank you. Oh yes. <laughs> Sorry. No, you go. You go. I just.
4: Well, um, I was just gonna say, I hope you all have a great day. And I hope I can come on back on soon.
3: Oh yeah, that would be
4: back on. To be honest, all of you are very nice people. And oh, I'm just get scale along, okay? Why like, can't we be friends? <laughs> Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Why can't we
3: be friends? I, I think he landed the plane.
0: Yeah. Sorry. I, I think that's how we're going to end. Yeah, uh,
1: you can't. There's no, nobody can end this podcast yeah. better.
0: That. Yeah, that's it. Gavin, Natasha, thank you so much for joining us. Carrie, for setting this up. We'd love to hear the rest of your story. So Natasha and Gavin, stay in touch. We should follow up in the year and see how things are going. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this y'all.
1: <laughs>
2: thank you. Thank you.
0: No
4: thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you and thank you.